If you have your Bible, whether it's on your phone or in paper, would you take it out and turn to Revelation chapter 15? We've been going through the whole book of Revelation. We're now more than halfway through. The book of Revelation is a prophetic book. It teaches us about what God is doing and what God is going to do. As we've been looking here, we've been seeing over the past few chapters, there are several uh, judgments that God is giving on the earth. The ones we're looking at today are the final seven plagues. Today we're going to look at Revelation 15 and 16. Do you remember when the Israelites were back in Egypt and they were slaves in Egypt. Moses was sent to Israel to, to the Israelites and to Egypt to deliver them out of Egypt. When we read the book of Revelation, we're seeing a very similar kind of thing. The judgments that are coming upon the earth are very similar to the judgments that came upon Egypt. The ones we're going to look at now are, in a minute are the final, final seven. Before we go there, I want to review the ones that have come before us. In the in the book of uh, Revelation, the, the author uses different uh, symbolic things to show the revelations coming. The first seven revelations that we saw were seals being broken on a scroll. Those are the first seven, and we saw those beginning, starting back in chapter seven of Revelation. With the breaking of each seal was a new judgment. After the seven seals were broken, then we have seven trumpets. With the blowing of each trumpet will come another judgment. Are you with me, church? Now we have come to the seven bowls. These are the final seven. And when you read through Revelation, each of these things, they're horrible, they're, they're devastating things that are happening. 
But as you look at it, you kind of say, oh, I think I've seen that before. That looks like one of the other ones. And it is. Lakini wakati unaisoma, unajisikia kusema, ah, nishaka sikia hii na ni kweli ushaka sikia mbele. The difference between some of the ones that happened before and the ones happened now are just bigger and broader in scope. Na wakati unasoma, achanishi yao tu ni ukubwa yao kwa gisi ya kutimizika kwa hivi vitu kila wakati. But the point that's being made is judgment is coming to the earth. Lakini sababu yenyewe wanatuma hii mkana ni kusema hukumu itakuja pa dunia. Also there are going to be some very hard times on the earth. Na banapenda kutuelezea kusema kutakuwa wakati mgumu sana mpa dunia. It's why we have refugees. Ni kwa maana tunaona wakimbizi. Many of you as refugees have had to leave your country in order to survive. Wengi wenu kama wakimbizi mliombwa wala mlisukuma kukimbia migini yenu kwa kuishi kwa kukinga uzima wenu. So the whole earth is going to be consumed with these kinds of big war problems and famine and trouble. Na dunia mzima itakwenda kukutana na vitu vya hivi njaa ya nguvu na mavitafazi yote. And all of these plagues that we see in Revelation are similar to what happened back in uh, Exodus with the Jewish people. Na hivi donda hivi vinafanyika vile vile vilifanyika kule ku Misri mkitabu ya kutoka ya watoto wa Israeli. Amen. Amen. Are we together? Tuko pamoja? Tuko pamoja? Tuko tuko pamoja? Pamoja. Tuko pamoja. Are we together? I'm going to learn that. Okay, thank you so much. So now in the next slide, here are the seven bowls of judgment. Each of these bowls are going to be poured out upon the earth. And when they're poured on the earth, there comes judgment, there comes trial, there comes trouble. But the trouble comes to the world that has not accepted Jesus Christ. Lakini maangaisho inakuja nipaka kwa dunia yenyewe haimwaminie Yesu kama Bwana na mwokozi wao. Before these bowls are poured out there is a song. Mbele wakuye na mwanga hii masani kulikuwa ni wimbo ulikuwa naimba. And it's a song of praise to God. Ilikuwa ni wimbo wa sifa kwa Mungu. I love this about the book of Revelation. Napenda hii kutoka mkitabu wa Ufunuo. It's full of praise. Inajaa na sifa. It's a book of praise. Inakuwa ni kitabu ya sifa. Let's remember that. Tukumbuke hiyo. When we go through trials, the best thing we can do is to give God praise. Kama tuko ndani ya matatizo, kitu mzuri ya kufanya ni kumsifu Mungu. The funny thing is when you're going through a trial, it's the last thing you want to do. Mambo ushangaisha nikusema wakati uko ndani ya matatizo, ndio kitu ya mwisho unaweza fanya. When you're getting ready to have a fight with your brother or sister, you need to stop and start giving praise. Mbele upigane na ndugu yako, unasema chunga kwanza, unaanza kumsifu kwanza Mungu. When you give praise you don't feel like beating up your little brother anymore. Wakati unaanza kumsifu hautasikia amu ya kupiga ndugu yako. If your children are driving you crazy, it's good to stop and give praise to God. Kama watoto yako wanakuangaisha ni mzuri usimamishe na umsifu kwanza Mungu. When the car breaks down on the road, you just need to say, "Jesus, I'm giving you praise right now." Wakati gari linakuharibikia muai we unasimamisha na sema, "Yesu nakusifu." I know it doesn't feel like that. I sure don't feel like. Watu wengine wanayangalia sema vile unasema unabijua wewe. 
But we know that victory comes through praise. Lakini tunajua ushindi unakuja kupitia sifa. Here's what the song says. Msikienye wimbo unasema. Great and astounding are your deeds. Nasema makubwa na yakushangaishwa njoba kazi wewe unafanya. Lord God, all powerful. Bwana Mungu wa nguvu zote. It's good to remember that God is all powerful in the middle of your trouble. Muzuri tuko nakumbuka kusema Mungu ni wa nguvu zote hata katikati ya mateso yako. Just and true are your ways. Anasema manjia zako ni ya kweli na ya uwaki. Folks, we need to remember that while people are lying everywhere, Napenda mkumbuke kusema wakati watu wanadanganya kila fasi God is always just and true. Lakini Mungu yanakuwa Mungu wa kweli na mwenye uwaki. Bad things are happening, bad lies are being told everywhere but God's judgment is true. Mambo mabaya kunafanyika lakini njia za Mungu ni za kweli na za haki. You are king over the nations. Wanasema yeye ni wewe ni mfalme juu ya mataifa. Who will not fear you, O Lord? Nani mwenye atakataa kukuogopa huyu Mungu? And glorify your name. Na nani atakataa kutukuza jina lako? Because you alone are holy. Kwa jili ni wewe peke yako uko mtakatifu. All nations will come and worship you. Mataifa yote itakuja kwa kukuabudu. We don't have in our church all the nations of the world, but we've had a lot of them. Ndani ya kanisa yetu hatuko na makabila yote ya dunia lakini tuko na wengi hapa. That's why I like to think of our church as a just a little slice of heaven. Amen. Ni kwa maana mimi na kanisa yetu inakuwa tu ni onesho kidogo ya mbingu. Because in our church we have black people, brown people and white people together worshiping God. And blue people. And blue people. Ndani ya kanisa yetu tuko na marangi yote na wote pamoja tuna mabudu Mungu. Hallelujah. Amen. This is how God wants it to be all of us together in worship. Ni kwa maana ndio gisi Mungu anapenda tuwe wote pamoja kwa kumwabudu. And the last line says God your righteous actions will be revealed. Na mwisho inasema Mungu matendo yako ya uwaki itajulikana. Oh if we could only remember all the good things that God has done. Ah ni mzuri tukumbuke mambo mazuri yenye Mungu alishatufanyia. If we could just remember all the good things that God is doing. Ni mzuri tuko na kumbuka mambo mazuri Mungu anafanya. Hallelujah. Amen. So here are the seven bowls. Let's go. Tuseme sasa kuhusu hii masahani saba. In your Bible look at uh, chapter 16 verse 2. Ukiangalia mkitabu yako imubiblia yako ni sura ya 16 na mstari wa pili. So the first angel went and poured out his bowl on the earth, then ugly and painful sores appeared on the people who had the mark of the beast and who worshiped the image. Na wa kwanza alikwenda kuvuisha ile sahani yake na eh, kulionekana ubaya na mateso ya nguvu kwa watu wale walioshabeba ile alama ya huyu mnyama. The people who had the mark of the beast those who had given themselves in worship are the ones who got the source. Watu penye walitika kubeba alama ya huyu mnyama na walitika kumwabudu ni hapo ndio wanateseka sasa. But you notice the people who did who did not do that and are worshiping God did not receive that judgment. Lakini kwa kuangalia mtaona kusema bala ba kubeba ile alama na ba kumwabudu huyu mnyama hawakupata hii mateso. Do you remember in Egypt when the hail fell it fell only on the Egyptians not on the Israelites. Mnakumbuka hata Misri wakati kifo iliingia iliingia tu nipaka kwa watu wa Misri aikubambi watoto wa Israeli. That's how God is doing these judgments. Joy Jesus Mungu analeta hukumu wake. 
Kumi ni mzuri tusibebe ile alama ya mnyama juu yetu. Next. Ya pili. Verse 3. The second angel poured out his bowl on the sea and it turned into blood like that of a corpse and every living creature was in the sea died. Na uyo wa pili alivuisha ile sani yake juu ya maji na maji iligeuka na inakuwa damu na kila kiumbe kile kilikuwa ndani ya ile maji kilifariki. Does this remind you of anything? Unakumbuka kitu kimoja? In Egypt, right? Ni paka mumisri tena. The whole Nile River turned into blood. Ile bahari ya maji ya Nile flev Nile yote iligeuka na kuwa damu. Amen. Amen. Number 3. Ya tatu. The third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and the springs of water and they turned into blood. Na huyu mwingine alikwenda tena kuvusha tena ile sanya yake kwa maji dogo na ile maji ndogo yote iligeuka na inakuja nayo damu. Whenever we see these judgments we see there's a difference between the ocean and the streams and the springs. Wakati tunaona tunaona kusema banasema achanisho katikati ya ile maji kubwa na ma wala mamitoni kidogo. The judgments on those fall separately. Mnaona kusema hukumu inaanguka wakati tofauti ya kuachana. Number 4. Ya ine. The fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun and it was permitted to scorch people with fire. Thus people were scorched by the terrible heat, yet they blasphemed the name of God who was ruling authority over these plagues and they would not repent and give him glory. Huyu wa ine alimwanga Yesani yake kujua na jua lishuka kidogo na moto ya jua ilikuwa inachoma batu na batu pafaza ya kutubu balikuwa na mulaani Mungu tena na tena. I have a question church listen. Niko na swali kanisa munisikie. Why does God give a punishment? Ni kwa nini Mungu analeta hukumu? Why does he give these judgments? Ni kwa nini analeta hukumu? so that people can change and turn back to him. God doesn't do these things just because he's so mad and wants to crush people. God's heart is always one of love. Amen church. Amen. God's heart is always one to reach out and bring you back to him. Roya Mungu kwa kila wakati nasogeresha mkono kwa kukubeba na kurudisha kwake. I hope I'm talking to somebody today. Naamini nasemezea mtu mmoja leo. You need to know God loves you. Unapasha kujua Mungu anakupenda. He wants you back with him. Anapenda murudirie yeye. He he's angry but he's not angry to crush you he's angry at the sin that is destroying your life eko na kisirani sio ya kukuharibu lakini kisirani yake ni juu ya zambi yenyewe inaharibu maisha yako number 5 ya tano the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast so that the darkness covered his kingdom and people began to bite their tongues because of their pain na huyu wa tano alimwanga ile sani yake juu ya kiti ya huyu mnyama na ugiza ilifinika ile kiti yote na batu balikuwa na luma ulimi wabo meno and they blasphemed the god of heaven because of their suffering because of their sores na waliendelea kumlaani Mungu kwa ajili ya mateso na matatizo yao and they still refused to repent na hata hivyo walikataa kutubu Are you listening church? What's the message? We need to be ready to repent. 
When we repent, God can help us. Wakati tunatupa Mungu anaweza tusaidia. But if we are hard-hearted, lakini tukifunga roho yetu. And if we reject God and just curse him, na tunamkataa Mungu tunaendelea kumhukumu, then there is no hope for us. Ni pale mtaona hakuna tumaini juu yetu. Number 6. Ya sita. The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river. Huyu mnyama alimwanga ile sanya yake juu ya hii bahari kubwa and dried up the water na ilikausha maji yote in order to prepare for the armies of the east to come na ilisaidia kutayarisha ili mnyama afike sasa and then finally number 7 na ya mwisho ya saba he poured his bowl into the air alitia alimwanga ile sanya yake muewa and a loud voice came from the temple na sauti kubwa ilitoka kutoka mwekalu and said it is done na anasema imemalizika when did you ever see those words before in the bible mulisikiaka wapi hii neno tena it is done or it is finished imekwisha mulisikia wapi tena hii neno jesus on the cross ni yesu kumsalaba and he as he gave up His life he said it is finished. Yeye wakati alikuwa anapanda maisha yake alisema imekwisha. Now what was Jesus talking about? Na Yesu alikuwa anasema ni nini kwa nini alikuwa anasema He was talking about paying for the sins of the world. Alikuwa anasema kuhusu maumivu ya dhambi ya dunia. He finished the payment. Alimaliza kuyelipa. And then he died. Na alifariki. He didn't just mean my life is finished he meant the payment for sin is finished. Asikusema maisha yangu tena malizika lakini alisema mateso ya dunia inamalizika. But here is another message. Lakini hapa piko mjumbe ingine. The judgment of God is finished. Hukumu wa Mungu umekwisha. Then there were flashes of lightning. Na kulikuwa sasa ma matala ilikuwa naonekana the crash of thunder na kulikuwa ile radi ilikuwa inaonesha mwangaza and earthquakes na kulikuwa hata kutengizwa kwa dunia an earthquake so big the earth has never seen anything like this before kutengizwa kwa dunia la tremblement de terre dunia ya wai kuishi this is also like when jesus was on the cross hii inakuwa kama jesus yesu alikuwa kumsalaba when jesus died on the cross there was an earthquake wakati yesu alifariki kumsalaba kulikuwa ile tremblement de terre and right before that there had been a darkness on the earth na mbele ya hiyo kulikuwa giza ilijaa mdunia You see this is a time of judgment. Munaona hii ni wakati ya hukumu. Hallelujah. Amen. I love Calvin back there. He's waving his hand at me giving me hallelujah. Napenda Kelvin mimi naubiri hapa lakini yana weka mkono wake juu anasema hallelujah. Keep it up young fella. Kijana endelea vile. And now is a message that I want to bring from this passage. Sasa msikie mjumbe yeye napenda nilete kutoka kuibi yetu tunasoma. You know a good Christian isn't somebody who just lives a good life. Mnajua mkristo aiko tu mtu mwenye anaishi maisha mzuri. You might think oh to be a good Christian I just have to live perfectly not make any mistakes. Unaweza kuzania kuwa mkristo ni kuishi tu maisha mzuri bila kufanya makosa. That is not what the Bible teaches us as a good Christian. Biblia aiseme mkristo anapasha kuwa vile. And actually God's not impressed by you living a good life. Na Mungu atashangaisha wewe ukikuwa unaishi maisha mzuri. All the good things that you can do God looks at is like stinky rags. Mambo yote mzuri unaweza kufanya Mungu anaona sasa bitu moyo yenye nanuka. But you know what God does like? Lakini unajua nyinyi Mungu anapenda? He likes people who know how to repent from their sins. Anapenda watu wanajua kutubu kwa dhambi zao. He likes it when people acknowledge 
they've done something wrong anapenda kwa wakati watu wanatambua kusema walifanya kitu mbaya confess their sin wanatubu zambi yao and turn from their sin na wanabadilisha mwenendo yao and this is the message i want to close jomu jumbe yenyewe ninapenda nimalizie nayo leo church we need to learn how to repent kanisa tunapasha kujifunza kutubu I need to learn how to repent. Mimi napasha kujifunza kutubu. Cuz my problem is I don't like to be wrong. Kwa jili mambo yangu mimi sipendaki watu waseme niko na kosa. And if somebody points out that I'm wrong, I try to figure out a way to still prove that I'm right. Na kama mtu anasema wewe uko na kosa, mimi najikazaka kwa kumuonesha kusema bana siko na kosa ni. If my wife were in the room right now, she would be telling you about it. Na furai bibi yangu aipo hapa kama alikuwa hapa. Angemieleza mzuri tu ni vile aiko hapa. Repentance means we have to turn from what we were doing wrong. Kitubio ni kugeuka kuacha bila tulikuwa tunafanya mbaya. With that there needs to be confession of our sin. Inamaanisha tunapasha kukiri dhambi zetu. The first act of repentance is to confess. Kitu ya kwanza ya utubio ni kukiri. When we confess we admit oh I that was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. Wakati tunakiri ni tunatambua kusema hii ilikuwa mbaya sikupasha ifanya. That's half the battle right there. Jokisi biko. If you're addicted to some kind of sin, you need to say that is wrong. Kama kuko dhambi yenyewe ndisha kufunga sana unapasha kusema hii dhambi ni mbaya. The problem with sin is we just we just like to cherish it, hold on to it and hide it. Mbaya na dhambi ni kusema tunaipenda na tunapenda kuificha. We don't want people to know that it's there. Atupende watu bajio kusema iko pale. We need to say no, I have sinned. Here it is. Tunapasha kusema nilifanya dhambi dhambi yangu hii. We put that before the, the cross of Jesus. Na tunaitia mbele ya msalaba wa Yesu. Are you with me? Tuko pamoja? Are you listening? Mko nasikia? This is really important. Ni maana sana. Confess your sin. Kukiri dhambi zako. Turn away from your sin. Geuka achana na dhambi. And tell yourself and tell God I will not do that anymore. Ujielezewe peke na muelezee Mungu sitayefanya tena. Man, this is how you get off of pornography. Jokisi unaweza kutoka mwi maisha ya pornography. You have to and you tell yourself and you tell your friends this message. Ujielezewe peke na unaelezea marafiki yako hii mjumbe. When you are looking at that pornography, you need to stop and say this is wrong. Wakati unaangalia unapasha kuacha na kusema hii ni mbaya. You turn your phone off. Unaizima. And you stop to and look to the Lord. Na unaacha na unamwangalia Mungu. And you say Lord that was a sinful thing. Na unamweleza Mungu kweli hii ilikuwa ni dhambi. I will not do that anymore. Na sitaifanya tena. And you turn from that sin. Na unageuka Now here's the problem we have folks. After we make that mistake, after we make that sin, we go Ah, oh, just what if I do it again? Kosa tunafanya nikisha kufanya vile unaenda unasema ah naweza ifanya tena. Now listen. Sasa sikii. The devil wants you to think you're gonna do it again. Shetani anapenda usikie kusema unapasha kuifanya tena. The devil wants you to think you cannot stop drinking that alcohol. Shetani anapenda wewe ufikiri kusema hautachana na ulevi. But that's a lie. Lakini ni uongo. You will stop. Wewe utaacha. As you repent. Wakati unaendelea kutubu, 
If you make it a practice of repenting, you will gain control over that sin. And you will be set free. But it starts with repentance. You go before God and say, God, I've sinned. Forgive me for my sin. And then you say, I will not do that anymore. You need to declare it out loud. You need to say, I will not commit this pornography anymore. I will not commit this addiction to drugs anymore. Anymore. You got to say it out loud. And if you have another brother or sister in Christ, you can say it with, it's even stronger. And then, tomorrow, if it happens again, you do the same thing. This is where people fail. Because they get, get discouraged. They thought, I got over that yesterday. And here I fell into sin again. You have to commit yourself to a lifestyle of repentance. Folks, I'm telling you the truth. I hope you're listening to me. This is how you break away from habitual sin. By habitual repentance. You say, it was wrong, I confess my sin. And in the name of Jesus, I turn from my sin. Say this out loud. In your room, in your apartment. You make a declaration, I will not do this. Here's what's going to happen. I call this fruitful repentance. Let's say you commit a sin one day. And that was nine o'clock in the morning. And then the Holy Spirit will begin to work on you. And he will begin to show you that that was wrong. And then you will start to feel guilty. If you feel guilty, that's good. It means God is working on you. And if you feel guilty, you go, oh, there must have been something I did wrong. And so what you do then is you say, what did I do wrong? and the Holy Spirit will show you and then you realize what it was and this might have been two or three hours later when that happens you have to stop you stop the car you stop walking you stop working whatever you're doing and you pray and you say Lord Jesus, I have sinned. Forgive my sin. In Jesus' name. That's it. A very short prayer. You just pray that little prayer. And you will begin to experience the forgiveness of God. 
And then the next day, it's 10 o'clock in the morning, and you do it again. Ah, that's when you want to give up. But you say no. And then, a couple hours later, maybe two hours later, you start to feel that guilty feeling again. And you remember, oh, yesterday this happened to me. Okay, now I'm going to repent right now. And you confess your sin and you repent. Next couple days, it happens again. Now, each time when you got up, you were saying, I will not do this again. You got to declare that in, in strong language. But here, you've done it again two more times. But something is happening. Listen to this. After the third or fourth time, about one hour later or half an hour later, you start repenting again. And you begin to repent more quickly. And you keep practicing this day after day after day. And in time, what's going to happen is you are going to start repenting right after the sin. Then you know what happens next? You start repenting in the middle of your sin. And then, victory comes. Because you're going to start to repent before you sin while you're thinking about sinning. And that is your moment of freedom. I've just told you something very important. We need to commit ourselves to a lifestyle of repenting. Whatever your sin is, some of you just get too angry too fast and you lose control. You need to start repenting. Every time. Until you start repenting before you get angry. And then you have self-control. If your problem is gossiping, Every every Sunday we say I will not gossip. You need to start repenting of your gossip. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I've just given you one of the best tools I've ever heard for getting off of addictive sin. I hope you begin to practice that today. Are you with me, church? Worship team, come on up. I want to ask the prayer team to come forward. Because if you have something you would like prayer for today, I want you to come forward and ask Jesus to begin to set you free. This is your day. This is your day of freedom. You come forward. 
and receive prayer. Na upokee maombi. And if you're afraid to come by yourself, you come with somebody. Na kama uko na woga, ukuje na mtu. Ask a friend to come with you. Uombe rafiki mmoja akuje na wewe. We are going to see you be set free today. Na utaona utatiliwa uru. In the name of Jesus. Because there is power in the name of Jesus. Kwa chini kuna nguvu mchina na Yesu. There is power in the blood of Jesus. Kuna nguvu mudamu na Yesu. There is power to set you free. Kuna nguvu ya kutia uru. Stand up church, let's stand. Tusimame wote kanisa. Let's come to the Lord. Let's come to the fountain. And receive. Hallelujah Lord. God, I just pray for our church right now. I just ask you to flood us with your grace and love. Let the power of the cross be shed into our life. Let us be set free in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that we will be a people of repentance. That we will not hold back in our pride in our selfishness and want to hold on to our sin. Let us be people who are set free in Jesus name. Church, I invite you to come.